Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is Wednesday, November the 15th, 2023. We have got a fantastic recruiting show for you. Yes. Here to make it fantastic is Mr. J. Head and Mr. Cole Pease. And how about you, fellas? How about you? Yeah, how about you? big dog? Hmm, man, lot to talk about today, folks. We're going to get to it all. We've got three commitments, I think, since we last talked to you. Uh, Auburn actually won a football game on the road in, in in a convincing fashion. We won't talk much about that. This is a recruiting show, um, so we're going to we're going to talk about the commitments. We're going to talk about. We're going to take a lot of questions from the corner. We're going to hit some how batches. Because uh, there's a lot of news coming out this week, a lot of buzz, a lot of noise, and we want you to hear it. Before we get to it, man, we want to say uh, holidays is getting close. Holidays are going to be upon us soon. Oh, man. So what better time to take advantage of the HelloFresh, folks? HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Don't even bother with the grocery store. I know you hate it. I do, too. And I hate the parking. It's even worse. But holidays are right around the corner. HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook, tasty meals, right to your door, saving you tons of time. Holiday season can be hectic. That's why HelloFresh's 15-minute meals come in. These quick fixes help you get a wholesome meal on the table in less than it takes to get a delivery. Speaking from experience for myself, man, we uh, we love the, uh, the Tex-Mex beef taco pies. Uh, and the family chicken salsa pizza fondue, even the boys love that. Uh, I think Cole's a big fan of HelloFresh. Yes, sir. I have been since I tried it. I think everyone wants to try it because it sounds expensive to me, and it sounds like, oh, you know, bull crap. Dude, it, it, they send it to you, man. It's fresh, and everything you need. I mean, down to the damn salt. If you need a tablespoon of salt, it's included, and it's already pre-portioned. Take the damn bag out. Just dump the salt in. Um, so, Give uh, and they've got a uh, special deal for our listeners, our absolute listeners. Let's see. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Auburn Live Free. Auburn Live Free is your promo code, all lowercase, one word, uh, for a free breakfast for life, dude. One breakfast, one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast. Can't even hardly speak. That's free breakfast for life. At HelloFresh.com slash Auburn Live Free. Make it happen. Call to action. Free breakfast for life. HelloFresh. Appreciate them sponsoring the show. Fantastic company. Fantastic idea. Fantastic food. Give them a try. All right, folks. Let's, uh, let's recap real quick before we get into the questions. Uh, Auburn picked up a commitment on Friday from the number one UCO safety in the country, Laquan Robinson. Auburn picked up a commitment on Saturday, uh, Top 100 player, Jamonte Waller, absolutely the, the number one edge rusher on the board. Flipped him from Florida. Big time addition there. And then Sunday capped off the weekend with a commitment from four-star tight end, 2025 kid, Ryan Gee. Cole, is I saying that right? I say G, but I may not be right either. I, I, he's told me before in person when he was at Auburn. I think it's G. I have a problem. When, when uh, I ask for somebody's name, I forget to listen when they tell me. Uh, it, it usually helps, man. It usually helps. Yeah, it happens a lot. Uh, let's see, J-Head, you've been uh, on a hiatus from this recruiting show. Well, no, I've been here. I just went in to call in, but let's keep it. Let's oh, keep for it real? Going. Yeah. Only we, we, so we did last week said on Tuesday <laughs> so I can make my flight. Yeah, you've – you've okay. Yeah. I've got, right, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, talk about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, big, big additions. All right, so we've talked about needing an impact safety in this class. You have the potential of losing two of your starting safeties this year. Jalen Simpson, obviously, to the NFL draft. Zion Puckett has one more year of eligibility. He could choose to opt in for his COVID year. He could choose to move on and try the NFL himself. Either which way, you knew you needed immediate help in your two deep in the back end. This is a young man that can come in and play right away. He's an enforcer. He's got range. He's got the physicality that Ron Roberts wants at that boundary safety position, and he's even got the versatility to play at the nickel. So you were hunting a big-time safety. You've tried with a couple of guys, Aquan Patterson. You tried with another young man out of the state of Georgia uh, who's actually still in place somewhat 
I don't, I don't think the chances are high, but he's still in play. Um, and then you've settled in on KJ Bolden, by the way. Yeah, KJ Bolden. And then you settled in on our Juco All American, who, guys, I think he's just a perfect fit for what we want to do. I really do. Um, and he's physically ready to play right away. And then for Saturday, I mean, all I got to say is pass rusher. You needed one. You got one. You didn't just get one. You got a premier one, guys. Mm. This is what Jalen McLeod is. He is what Jalen McLeod is right now, but you get him for three years, okay? That is, I mean, it's almost the exact same player. I swear if he were six foot five, the kid would be ranked in the top ten players in the country. But he's ranked, he's six foot one to six foot two. Doesn't matter. Ron Roberts loves him. He does everything that he thinks he needs to be able to do from playing in space, change the direction, pass rush off the edge, the ability to drop and cover. He can do it all. And I think he could even play inside if he really needed him to. And with that, I'm going to punt it to Cole, but that's a big time pickup. Yeah, man, Laquan, um, just touching on him, he's, um, you know, I mean, look at a guy like Caleb Wooden, okay? This is nothing against Caleb Wooden. He continues to make big plays when given opportunities, right? Well, he's not the fastest guy in the world. We already knew that before he scooped and, you know, picked up that fumble the other day. He he was never meant to be a guy that covers people all the time. Right. But he works in this defense that Ron Roberts, because he has specialty positions for people. And while I do think Laquan Robinson's your, your you know, your boundary safety in this defense, like what maybe Zion Puckett plays a lot, I think he's a specialty guy because you can put him anywhere, he can roam, and he can just knock your head off. Yeah. You know, you want to you want him to avoid targeting. That's probably a, a conversation you have with him because he's he's uh he's that kind of guy. He likes to hit, likes contact. But man, he he's got a there's I could just see a perfect role for him in this defense. So I, I love that pickup, Jamonte Waller. Man, uh, <laughs> that was a big one. And guys, I'm gonna just tell you, he's locked in. He's locked in. He is excited about Auburn from everything that I've heard. And uh, you know, I heard that that was gonna happen. Um, about a week or so before it happened, and and uh, you know he never wavered. He he was really leaning towards Auburn, more so on the recruitment of this guy. I just I think it's very important to talk about the fact that Ron Roberts locked in on him and said, "Nope, you're not getting away from me. Sorry, sorry Florida, sorry everybody else. I'm getting you will be in my defense. You're the number one guy I want in my defense for an edge rusher." And that really resonated with him, with his family, with everybody. And they made it happen. So credit. Credit to Roberts. Credit. I mean, it was a full staff effort. Even Wesley McGriff, I'm told, in his new role, made a huge impact on Jamonte Waller. So a lot of things, man, behind the scenes, Auburn just kept on working him and got him. And I just, I'm impressed. I was impressed with that. Ryan G. Uh, Yeah. Pass catching tight end, kind of a versatile guy. Is he more of a Luke Deal or is he more of a uh, uh, Marcus uh, Riley? I think he's a Michael Riley Duck. I think he can do it both. So I agree. Auburn's hunting kind of more of a, they're doing specialties in this group, right? Like they want a receiving tight end, and they wanted initially in Martavius Collins, they wanted, you know, a blocking tight end. Obviously, we've got a glut of those. We've got a large majority that are probably coming back, so the need there is not as much. But I think moving forward, what Ben Agamaya would like to do is take complete tight ends, guys that can put their hand in the dirt and guys that you can split out wide. This is a guy that can absolutely do both. I mean, he to me, he looks a lot like Oscar Delp, if you remember him from a few years ago. Yes, he does. Now, but he looks a lot like Delp at that, sta- okay. that stage. He goes to Georgia. He, he, Yes. Yes, he's at Georgia, and he and that guy's an alien, Oscar Delp. I mean, the stuff he can do is ridiculous. I don't know if G's that receiving guy like him, but he's absolutely built like him. That was a perfect J-head. I mean, they look the same yeah. off the cuff. I think G's true potential comes from an inline tight end, a guy that puts his hand in the ground and blocks a lot. And look, that doesn't sound flashy and all that, but I mean, look at what they're doing with the tight ends right now. They got to have those guys. And uh, he can catch the ball. He's rangy. He's got that link. Goes up and gets it. But I think he's a good blocker. I like the way he blocks. And he's got a lot of potential there. And he's still he's still learning. You can tell that he's not fully comfortable in what he's doing when he does. You know, that's, that's the four-star potential. That's why he's a four-star. 
Auburn now has 18 commitments in its 2024 class, which is good for 16th in the country, 9th in the SEC. We do not believe they will stay there long. Uh, 18 commitments, that's counting Martavius Collins, which we've said numerous times uh, on the board, probably on this show too. We do not expect him to be in this class. I think Auburn's going to turn to a more receiving tight end, as Jay had said. All three of those guys, the, the, the blocking tight ends, the Luke Deal, Brandon Frazier, and Tyler Fromm, all have another year if they want to come back. So uh, not a real big need for Auburn to blocking tight end in this class. So we don't expect Martavius Collins, but we do expect maybe a Colin Fox, a Michael Smith, a Amir Jackson, uh, Roger Salapiaga. I don't know if I said that right, but it sure did sound I think good. It's, that sounded good to me. That sounded good. I think it's Salaya Ponga. Now, I did listen when he told me. See, they like to throw – they throw that N in there sometimes with the G where it's not an N, the Ponga sound. Huh. Like Ben Ongamawa, I think is how he pronounces it too. Really? Tua Vailoa. Yeah, they, they they do that. I believe you're right. I think so. Look at Cole. Like he's been to a linguistics class before. Man, I, no. That sounds smart right there, doesn't it? I know, man. My sister would be proud. <laughs> we have been um, – well, we're expecting some big news. I mean, we are, what, five weeks from signing day, early signing period. Is it five? I think it's five it's, and a half. Yeah, because December 21st is – It's now? Wednesday. 20th. 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 Well, let me just – one, two, three, four, five. Five weeks, big dog. Look mm-hmm. at you. Five month, weeks from today. A month and five days in a business week. Uh, gosh, y'all are confusing me. Hey, four Wednesdays from today. There you, there you go. All right, there That's you go. Uh, expecting a lot of fire, fireworks between them. I will say this, man. A lot of these guys may or may not go down on signing day. I think we talked about it last week. You know, you lose a lot of uh, the glimmer when you do it on signing day because there's just so much other news. We we saw Jamonte Waller say, I'm I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Will we see Cohen Eccles? Will we see Cam Coleman? Will we see Ryan you know, Ryan Williams? I'm just trying to think of the flip targets, Jeremiah Beeman, all those guys. I don't think we'll have to wait till the end of the uh or till the early signing period to find out what they're going to do. I'm trying to think who else was there. There was uh Oh favor Edwin. There you go. Yeah. Hey, I, I tell you what. Let's get to the questions because these guys, man, our subscribers are awesome. Our members are awesome because they cover everything. Yeah. We don't have to come here and sit and wonder what we're going to talk about because they, they they pretty much tell us what we need to talk about. So let's get started. All right, War Eagle J5. Care to explain the most recent uptick in Coleman's and Eccles' percentage on the hot board? I think I moved Eccles to 60%. I think I've got Cam Coleman at 55 And War Eagle J5, it's just it's a collection of intel that uh, around the both of their recruitments that lead me to believe Auburn at this point is the team to beat for both of those guys, even though both of them are committed to Texas A&M. Cam Coleman shows up, uh, was it Monday night or Monday afternoon for a little impromptu visit, and then um, a lot of uh, a lot of buzz coming out of the Cohen Eccles recruitment. I really feel confident in saying I don't know. If it's, if, I don't think either is a slam dunk, but I do feel like Auburn's the team to beat. Would anybody argue with the, with me on that or disagree with me? No. No, I, I would not, Jeffrey. I, I think my intel mirrors kind of what you're hearing to a degree. Now, I didn't know about the Monday visit until you obviously were able to put that out there, um, as well as other people, other you know, other sites reported it after you were able to confirm that. But – yeah, everything seems to be thumbs up right now on both those guys. Very positive news. You know, I don't think we need to get into the particulars, but definitely positive. Positive, yeah. And five weeks, man, is a long time. That's why That's why we have to go right now. Right now, that's what it seems like. It's just part of it because it changes so much. But, look, I mean, you know, five, week out, five weeks out and you got to leave, that's a good place to be, Right. The thing about those two guys is, is, is Colt mentioned this earlier. He, he talked about Ron Roberts put his claws in Jamonte Waller. When yeah. Hugh Freeze does that, Hugh Freeze did the same thing to Jamonte Waller. When Hugh Freeze says, I want this kid right here, yep. it's tough. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not undefeated. Cam yeah. Franklin, you know, he's not undefeated. But when he gets his claws in these guys or when he sets his mind to getting this guy, it's tough. I mean, he's got a pretty damn good record there. 
It just, I'm trying to think. Cam, Cam Franklin's the only one that came to mind. That KJ Bolden. KJ Bolden, yeah. And Cam yeah. Cole the first time, obviously. Cam Cole the first time, right? Yep. So, and, and Hugh Freeze, Cohen Eccles, absolutely. Cam Coleman, I'm telling you, those two guys are high priorities for Hugh Freeze. Yes. I like, I like, I'll take Hugh Freeze over the field right now with both. Uh, Bubba, I'm sorry. Yeah, Bubba AU33. What's the latest on LJ McCray? Looks like Florida class is headed for the gutter. I do, uh, Jay, do you have, uh, I, I think, is it Florida State? So he's committed to Florida presently. Uh, he, Florida State, Auburn, and Florida were probably his top three. Georgia was also in there when he made his announcement. So those were probably your top four teams for him at the time. I just kind of like the trajectory of this one. I like that Auburn never broke contact with, uh, with LJ McCray. I think he's got two friends now that are at Auburn in Jamonte Waller, who's very close to LJ McCray, in addition to our big, strong defensive end, TJ Lindsay out of mm. I. Those two know each other very well. Yeah. You've got those two recruiting in. Hugh Freeze is another guy that they've yep. stuck with. You know, look, this is a top – I think LJ's what – is he top 15 now in the country? Yeah, he, he got his fifth star. Uh, oh, from on three? I know he got one from uh, – let's see. I know he's number six in the country for 24-7. I think he's in the top 15 for on three. I mean, He's number eight on on three. Number one number one, one yeah. defensive lineman number in the Number one D lineman. I mean, this is a guy that they scouted early. I mean, I can remember this was one we were kind of like, eh, do you think we were really going to be in there? And I can remember getting early in until Jeremy Garrett saying, yeah, we, we we love this kid. We're going after this kid. And they've never stopped. You know, Auburn finished very well for him when he picked Florida the first time. And they haven't pulled off. And I just – it's not that – wins and losses to me typically do not make the difference in a recruitment. But when the trajectory of your program, like Florida, and it's, I mean, it's going backwards. Like, they were 6-6 six and six last year. They're going to go 5-7 and seven this year. Mm-hmm. And every team, not just Auburn, every team is negatively recruiting them, telling them that their head coach is not going to be there. If you don't think that doesn't affect the kids and the way they think and the people around them the way they think, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It, it does. It absolutely takes a toll on the kid. I think they've lost three commitments in the past three or four days. They lost the kid yeah. in Georgia, Auburn, and Texas. Yes. Texas lost that. Man. That class is falling apart. How many years has it been since Auburn's been on this side of of that? <laughs> Long time. <laughs> I mean, the, it, how many years of Gus's tenure? It was two or three at the end there where they were negatively recruiting him and saying, ah, you know, he's not going to make it or whatever they would say. And now Auburn, you know, trajectory's up at the moment. Trending upwards. Do you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of your coverage of Gene Shizik's first year, the Trooper and Looper class, where you had the three five-stars and Cam Newton, Sean Coleman, and Mike Dyer, and you were in it. I mean, in it for Lake Seastrunk. You were in it for the big five-star running back. Lattimore. Marcus Lattimore. Corey Lemonier, is it Lemonier or Lemonier? How did he say his name? Lemonier. Lemonier. He was damn near a five-star that you signed on national side. I mean, it's lining up like that. This is the first class I can remember just getting that kind of momentum this late. Uh, which brings us to Lord George's question. LG wants to know, where do you think this finished? Do you Has your ceiling changed? Has either of you two – I think we all had it at eight. Yeah, that was – are you ready to move that up to maybe the best they could finish would be maybe a six? No. no I'm okay. still at eight. I, I, but I, I'm leaning more towards it being its ceiling. That, that's yeah. where I had the difference. Whereas I was more at the floor of 12 probably two weeks ago, I, I, I'm more like, hey, this could be ceiling. I'm thinking my floor has moved up. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think my floor has moved up to 10. I think this is a top 10 class before it's all said and done. Wow. I, I mean, think about it. If you get, let's just say, if you get Cohen Eccles, if you get Cam Coleman, the guys I think Auburn's, we all think Auburn's the team to beat for right now, you yep. get uh, Favor Edwin, which won't move the needle much when the rankings goes, but uh, who else is there? If you flip a Jalewis Solomon, if you flip a Jeremiah Beeman. Yeah. Colin Fox or Michael Smith. Colin Fox, Michael Smith, both uh, four-star guys. Dude, you're you, you, you got. I, I listen. I don't know where all the other. You know, I don't know how that. Uh, where everybody else is ranked because you're gonna have to jump some people, right? Yeah. To move up. 
But you got to look at that class, and if they were to get the majority of the guys that we just mentioned, to say that's a top ten class, I would think it's a top ten class. I I'm almost I mean, God, dude, if you just get like one of Coleman or Ryan Williams, if you get one of L.J. McRae or Jeremiah Beeman, if you get you know one of Colin Fox or Michael Smith, like you have options yeah. on the board. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it strictly from a numbers situation, um, not because I do think that any of these guys you're naming, get two of those guys, and you've got a top ten class, no doubt. Yeah. What might hurt you is your JUCO additions, because I don't know exactly how that factors in. And, I, and I'm, you know, I'm taking a mathematical approach here, which people probably Yeah, don't care I hear you. Um, you know, I, I think you're going to get two JUCO offensive linemen, probably. So that, how does that factor in, you know, their rating? Those ratings are sort of weird, in my opinion. I don't understand them. Uh, never have. I mean, a JUCO guy's immediate help. I don't know why you wouldn't rank them higher, but you know. Yeah, I think Laquan Robinson is a three star. He's he the number is. one. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. That, that has never made sense to me. It's supposed to be in a NFL potential five stars, a future first rounder, four star. You know that kind of thing. Uh, and if you don't look at Laquan Robinson and go, man, that's a day two guy. Yeah. At least on the hoof. I mean. Yeah. He, Physically, I had people that eyeballed him when he was in Auburn not too long ago, and they were just like, dude, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but on the hoof, he looks like an NFL dude right yeah, now. Yeah, he does. It was he like, does. a lot like Junior Rose Green. Junior Rose Green looked like an NFL guy as a freshman, right? Yep. I mean, it, not not he wasn't 6'4", but I'm just talking about athletic. He, yes. This guy was a ball player. He, you don't mess with him. Right. Um, so I, I, I will say I'm, I'm, I'm not going to move my ceiling yet, but I'm pretty close to doing it. Um, I, and when I say moving, I'm saying maybe seven, yeah. seven to ten. But right now I'm at eight to ten. I'm at eight to ten. All right, uh, Tiger Attack. In your opinion, will the potential A&M flips, uh, Cam Coleman and Cohen Eccles, wait and see who the new Aggie coaching staff is, or go ahead and move on elsewhere? Um, yeah, I mean, whether they move on somewhere else, they're going to keep tabs on whoever's the new right. coach at A&M. You know, I mean, I hate to be this way, but a commitment just doesn't mean much anymore. And that goes for Auburn commits, too, by the way. I, I hate that. It is what it is. We make a big deal out of them. We should because it, it means that you landed a guy, but you have to hold on to him. Don't forget about that part. And A&M's in a situation right now where they're probably going to lose some guys, but they'll have a chance to get them back. They will, but it all depends on who they hire. I mean, look, I bag on Jimbo Fisher all the time. Okay, like it, 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 I literally go in as much as I possibly can. But where I have to give him credit, Jimbo can recruit. He has been able to recruit his entire career. I don't know who they're going to hire. They're, you know, they obviously have a very high opinion of themselves. They're targeting guys like Dan Lanning. I believe they're going to, you know, make some overtures towards Dabo Sweeney. But I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think they're going to end up with one of those kind of guys. I think they're much more likely to end up with a Mike Elko. And do they have relationships with Cam Coleman? I don't think that they do. And I think that's going to hurt them in those situations. Cohen Eccles, that's a different deal. He's a Texas kid, Texas legacy. Damn. Zach. <laughs> hey, look, I like Jeff Trailer. Okay. For yeah. the rest, I, I like Jeff Trailer. I like Mike Elko a lot. I just think. It's not that he's not a good coach. It's that the relationship. Yeah, isn't I'm with you there. Those kids at Duke. You know what I mean? It's just a different deal. The other question, in terms of Cam Coleman, what happens with Damian Craig? Because that's going to be important. That's a big deal in that recruitment. Yeah, I can't see anybody retaining Damian. I'm going to be honest with you. Golly, yeah. you you really have to be buddies with him to hire him, you know, and, and be able to put up with his ego. I would say politely what I was told is they take some maintenance there. You know what I mean? Um, he is who he is, man. He yeah. is who he is. Uh, Zach Allen wants to know, would you go over under if the two and a half uh, commitments before the Iron Bowl, two and a half commitments before the Iron Bowl, so two and a half commitments in the next ten days. Hmm. Dude, I'm going to tell you. I might take the over. Over. Me too. I'm going to take the under because I think it's going to be two. That's Okay. You know, I, I, I would say two, and then there's like, ah, you know what? It's probably going to be another one. I don't, you know. That you're not I'm aware of. Sure. Without very much confidence, I'm going to take my shot at the over. No, I, I like it, Cole. What did Cole say? 
<laughs> without a whole lot of confidence. Okay, yeah. I'm take That's me shot. too. Me too. Don't do this number. Yeah. <laughs> One and a half. I think I have a lot of confidence it would be over. I'm, I'm with Jay Head. I think. Yeah. I think two before kickoff. Yeah. I do. I, I, I do. But I'll take the over for the hell of it. Hell, I've been wrong everywhere yeah, else. You, I mean, look, momentum going into the Iron Bowl, man. You can exactly. build it as much as you can. You can do what you can to build it, right? Because yeah. if you've got somebody right now kind of on the hook, yeah. Oh, you, you want to And listen, these guys know when to release it. Yes. <laughs> yes. They know when to release they it. They understand the news cycle. They just don't tell us. Hell yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they did. Denny1034 wants to know, of all the remaining targets for 2024, who is your number one want on the board? Oof. If it's Cam Coleman, then who's number two? No, it's not, it's not Cam Coleman for me. No, but Cam, Cam is my number two. Okay, I'm going to start at Jeremiah Beeman. Okay. Yeah. LJ McCray is number one for me. Me too, man. I, 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 I took a look at his clips, and I just that, – that kid's got – Legit. I mean, I think Jeremiah is a ball player. Like he is big time. But I just think LJ Sealand is through the roof. I man. agree. I agree. But, and, and, and Jay, do you still think? And because I'm, I'm not there yet. Because I don't. I don't have the intel you do. But you think you, you like Auburn's chances better with LJ than Jeremiah? I do, just because. Oh, so you do too. At at this time, yes. Okay, man. It, how hard it is to get and. An Alabama commitment from Birmingham to flip to Auburn. I'm factoring that in as much as I, as much as I know we are in a really good spot with him and how we have pressed and we've worked and we fought to get into that recruitment and stayed in that recruitment. Man, he was really close to picking Auburn too. He was. I just think we're. I think the chances of Florida's class falling apart and the way they've worked LJ, it just it sets up better. I like the trajectory on that. One. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that more, man. I also think that if they're – I don't know if they have a preference between the two, but I feel like if they feel like McCray is back on the line, that they'll really put a lot of effort into that. That's my thought on that one. Absolutely. I'm and my number you. two, by the way, is not Cam Coleman. It's Cohen Eccles. That's my number he, two. He would be in there too. He my reason for that is I like Auburn's receiver class already. I know they really, really want to add one of Cam Coleman or Ryan Williams, but I want to see what the staff does with a full cycle um, in the portal at receiver too. So if they do miss on those guys, which is likely it could happen, um, you know, there's going to be some portal additions too, and I want to see what they do there. Yeah, it's it's got to be – Jeffrey, who's your number two? Mine's Cam Coleman. And possibly – look, Malcolm Simmons is a special athlete. Yeah, too. he is. But I say athlete, like they're recruiting him as a receiver. But I think that kid could be unworldly as a nickel in Ron Roberts' defense. Like, I I, I think he's NFL-type nickel. I honestly believe that. Uh, let's see. I'm a, I'll, I'll go with – I'll go with Cam Coleman. Okay. I think I think he would be a huge addition and an even bigger loss. And then the statement of getting a kid of that caliber right. out of Phoenix City. Right. Uh, N-S-H-X-A-U-B, Kevin Riley, Pulse Check, how we feeling this week? Cole and I talked about this a little bit earlier this week. Matter of fact, I almost put a note up on the board, but the the it, I don't see it happening. I do not see Kevin yeah. Riley being in this class. Uh, Trending down for me as well. I, I, he would be he, he he will be ten percent on my next hot board. I think the best chance Auburn has at a running back in this class is Ezio Mume, and I'm not sure how great of a chance that is, but I feel pretty good that Kevin Riley is uh, either going to stick with Miami, but I, I just don't see him in Auburn. I trust you on that one. And I previously said that I, I, in the last week that I felt Riley was the more realistic option. Me too. And, um, Me too. But I wrote a war room about it. I, recently I've learned, you know, we've learned that it just doesn't seem like he's a realistic option. Completely agree. That was, that was Cole and I were texting back and forth, and he, uh, yeah, this is what I was told. He said I was too. I was like, all right, cool. Yep. Jay Lee's drugs, which means chapstick and ibuprofen. <laughs> what percentage do y'all think NIL is being split up among the positions in the twenty twenty four class? I have no idea. Um, I, I don't even know that that's how they do it. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't think they're splitting by position. I honestly, no, I don't either. I think I would think so. 
splitting by impact player. Like, I, I honestly believe, look, they've got a salary cap. Everybody does, right? Like, you've only got a, enough money to go around. But I think they're splitting it by these are impact guys, and within whatever budget we have, we're going to pay what we got to pay to get these guys. Yeah, it's about the individual, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. What is it going to take? All right, cool. Yeah. Yep. Paramo, uh, I'd like more in-depth about the tight end position, who are our top targets versus who we have the best chance with. Also, which ones are more Rivaldo versus Dale in regards to skill set. I actually just wrote a war room about this last Friday, Paramo, mm-hmm. um, de- basically detailing it. But uh, they've got four guys right now. We, we mentioned them earlier in the show. Michael Smith, Kylan Fox, Roger Salapongo. <laughs> and Amir Jackson. Those four yeah. guys, they want one of those guys. And if they need a second tight end, they'll probably go to the portal if one of those seniors does leave because you don't want uh, – I guess you do want some mixed up in the in, in the depth chart. What am I trying to say? In the – Some layered, layered, layered. layered depth. There you go. Yeah. Layered, yeah. Uh, but uh, as far as Rivaldo versus Deal, they don't want a Deal. They, they want a yeah. Rivaldo. They're all receivers. They're all receivers. There you go. Uh, Tyler OTJ, uh, if we add Cam Coleman, do you think that Ryan Williams would see Auburn's wide receiver room is too crowded? I I, I talked to somebody about this earlier this week. This is good. Okay, look, it was great. Auburn is going to have 10 wide wide receivers in the room. They've got 10 wide receivers in the room right now. They're going to have 10 wide receivers in the room come spring. Yep. So, Alabama's going to have 10 wide receivers. Georgia's going to have 10 wide receivers. I mean, this is how it works. Auburn's going to have 10 wide receivers. It doesn't matter if eight of them are freshmen or not. There's going to be 10 guys in there. So I don't see anybody, especially a five-star guy like Ryan Williams or Cam Coleman, going, oh, I don't know if I can go there and play. I mean, you got too many wide receivers, you know? <laughs> I think I'll go look at Alabama. You know, they're really hurting for depth over there. Yeah, break. Now, yeah. so uh, TJ, I don't, I don't think that's a, a, a no. That's not a problem. It's not an issue. Uh, now, because the message is, hey, we're ready for you. You can come play right now. Yeah, look yeah. at us, man. Golly, we need five right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got and, five on it. <laughs> yeah, but you, I was looking at the wide receiver room today after I wrote that note down, so to not, as to not forget it. There's probably gonna be five guys leaving. Yeah, I. Well, you got three that are graduating, and I would suspect another two that would transfer. At least, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a chance you're going. You'll probably have about six or seven holes, and you've got what three committed now. You take two more if you can, and then go to a portal if you need a one and two. Yeah, I, I do think there's going to be some serious, you know, um, additions from the portal for receiver. I, I don't know how good they can get from the portal, but yeah, they're going to get some. I mean. You, you you tampered with that this past year. You got four receivers from the portal. Nick Mardner, you know, hasn't done much. Jair Shorter, sure. haven't even seen him in the last few weeks. Um, Whatever happened Shane to Hooks? Yeah, he sort of disappeared, hasn't he? Yeah. I haven't seen him out there much. And then Caleb Burton, who has turned out to be a nice yes. addition. Freshman. And the one with the right. best side. Yeah, he was he was the blue chip that we took a, took a shot on, said, okay, yeah. we really like his upside. And he's been the one that's played to, you know – Played to what he's capable of. And I think right. probably, if I had to guess, Auburn will go after productivity in the portal this time, but they want guys with higher ceilings than what they got this past time around, if I'm being honest. If I learned anything from this wide receiver transfer class, it's almost as if there's a reason they were at the schools they were at. And listen, okay, they were great at that level, but that's, sure. what they were, that, that, that's where they belonged. So there are certain positions, in my honest opinion, that translate better to the Power 5 level from the G5 level. Wide receiver is not one of those. There are special guys at the G5 that definitely, like, look at the kid um, from Lock Tech that's balling out at Ole Miss, Trey Harris. Yeah, yeah he's good. That, that's a guy at the G5 level that can come up. But more times than not, that's a tough position to translate to at the Power 5 level. Whereas running linebacker to me, if you can run and hit at a lower level, you can run and hit in the in the in the sure. power five, and I think you saw that with our pickup from North Texas. So there are certain positions that just translate better. Offensive line, yeah, offensive line, wide receiver is a difficult one. Mm-hmm. Offensive line because it's such a developmental position, right? Yeah, it is the most. It, people don't understand how difficult it is to train your body, how awkward mm-hmm. it is 
to prepare to face a guy who's more athletic than you on every down, and you've got to be so sound in your technique and every little thing that you do, how nuanced it is, that to me, how smart you are, how dedicated you are, are as big a difference as how athletic or talented you are. And you can get right. a lot of that development at the G5 level. That's true. And they had a really good one, um, Jabari Thrash, who was yeah. transferred from Georgia State, I think. Yes. Who's at Louisville now having a really good year. I mean, you know, they targeted some good ones. It just This is who they got and, you know, had some high hopes. But, yeah, that's how it works sometimes. Yeah, they wanted Dante Thornton from Oregon who ended up at Tennessee. Yeah. They wanted yeah. Ra Ra Thomas from Ole Miss, not yeah. Ole Miss, excuse me, from Georgia. Houston State. And, Houston State, yes. and he went to Georgia, right? He did. Yeah. The kid out of West Virginia who ended up at Maryland. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Most of the top transfer wide receivers in the country right now came from Power 5 schools like Keon Coleman and all the guys that you just mentioned. Oh, yeah, Keon Coleman. Keon, I mean, right. You have a handful, like the kid, like you said, from Georgia State that went to Louisville. Yeah. The kid from La Tech, Trey Harris, that went to Ole Miss. But most of them, like you said, Jeffrey, they're Power 5 to Power 5. Yeah. That's a difficult position to move up in competition. The success rate of G5 to P5 wide receivers this year, I'm just guessing here, but I would say like 10%, like one out of every 10. There was nine, nine, eh, to one, whoa. I'd have to look at it, but I wouldn't. I mean, that's just guess, yeah. That's a good scale. I'm going to start using that scale. Yeah, I would. Nine, man, to one, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, probably 20%. So we just talked about two G5 guys. We probably named 10 P5 guys. Right. Yep. Uh, all right, let's see. Alb 12 SWT, who are the three to four most likely uh, 2024 offensive linemen we'll target after Carter, Edwin, and Eccles to get to four high school offensive line signees this year? And how likely is the surprise guy in that mix? Uh, Carter, I don't think Auburn will. I think they want three high school guys and two JUCOs. I know for sure they want one JUCO and at least three high school kids. Will they take a second JUCO? I'm not. I think the thing about these two JUCOs is they both have three years left. Do they both have three? I Seth they- Wilfred and Javen Richardson both have three. Now, according to the websites, Hutchison, I mean, yeah, Hutchison lists Richardson as a redshirt freshman. He did not play last year. Okay. So you've got two sophomores coming in and three freshmen. That would make a ton of sense, given what you have in that sophomore. Because you got Eston Harris and Connor Lou now, because Eston's are going to be a redshirt sophomore. At, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. And Connor Lou will be a true sophomore. Yes. You pick up two tackles to also go into that class to build, like you just talked about, Jeffrey, layer depth. That was the problem with this roster, right? You had a yes. bunch of seniors, you had a bunch of freshmen, and you didn't have a whole hell of a lot in between. It, that hasn't changed much, right? And so to get guys like that to fill your team out makes a ton of sense to me. And I, I do think that in a perfect world they get a certain number of high school or a certain number, number of JUCOs. But bottom line, I, just from talking and observing, I, I think that they just got to have good players. At, at oh, the end yeah. of the day, guys they can bet on are going to be able to play. Smart. Doesn't and really the- matter what year they are. Got to play. You got to be able to play. I mentioned this last week. Don't forget about Preston Young, the kid from Hawaii. Auburn is hoping to maybe add him in February. Okay. I mean, you know, is that Rustin? Rustin. Rustin. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, Rustin. That's what I said, Cole. Listen, <laughs> I've never heard of Preston. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Austin Faison. Hold on, Jay. What'd you say? As Preston Talamua. So you're same. Oh, yeah, Pre- yeah, Preston. Don't forget about that. I him. told you, Cole. There you go. You're just mixing those names, baby. <laughs> uh, let's see. Austin Faison, uh, how many recruits will be in the class on signing day, early signing day, and how many of this class will be in the two deep come next spring? Uh, I think every wide receiver will be in the two deep next spring. Yeah. I think guys like How many will be in this class? I think we were 23 to 25. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think 23. All right. So I did my mock class the other day. And if you count Towns Mago or Magoo, who I think will end up in this class, whether he's a walk-on or a scholarship player, sure, he'll be, yeah. be a walk-on. He'll be a walk-on with nil money. Yeah, yeah. I came up with twenty-five guys. That's where I was at. I think twenty-five to twenty-six. If everything goes right. Four no. offensive linemen. We haven't discussed Four more. It, a punter. I mean, are they looking at maybe? He can punt. Kristen? 
So, so they're maybe wanting to maximize that. I, I'm gonna, I'll do. I'll put another note on. I'll check in on this again, man. They've offered some guys. I think Towns can punt. As a matter of fact, I could probably pull this up. I mean, usually, like Aaron Sipos, you remember he he left early and went pro, I believe. I don't know if Oscar Chapman's going to do that, but he's one of the best punters in the country, so it's very possible you might be looking for a punter. And uh, that's the only reason I bring okay. that up. Yeah, okay, here you go. Uh, will they add a punter? It depends on what Oscar Chapman does. Right, right. There you go. Uh, they, they, they've got some eyes on I think Now, they do got... have um, Russo, Gabe Russo from Montgomery Catholic, is also yeah. on the roster. I don't know if he fits that bill or not. Well, and they've got another walk-on punter. What's the kid's name? Uh, not it is Evan. Presently, presently committed. What's the kid's name? McGuire. Oh, it is McGuire. Evan McGuire, it sure is. From Thompson. I believe you're right. I forgot all about him. He's kicked off a few times. He's been the kickoff guy a few times. No kidding. Yeah. Not this year, I don't think, but he has before. He is an Irish voice actor. Oh, no, that's not him. (laughs) (laughs) Evan McGuire. Everybody knows Evan McGuire. He's 28 years old. (laughs) Yeah, born in 1995 in uh, Charlotte, Ireland. Hey, okay. All right. So they've got a couple of guys I think that have some versatility in that room. But you're right. I do think they want to add a combo guy. And I'm with you, Jeffrey. I think Towns can punt and kick. I think he's a combo guy. Uh, but but I do think if if Foster goes, they will add a punter. But I, okay, I'm not going to count the kickers. I'm going to count who they released on early Sunday. So we've got 17, 18 minus uh, Martavius Collins. So that's right. 17, four offensive linemen, yep. 21. A defensive lineman is 22. Let me keep on saying offense, 21. Uh, A tight end. Yep. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. And that's it for offense. Mm -hmm. So that's seven. So now we're at 24. Yep. And then defense, you're looking for another defensive lineman and Mm -hmm. a cornerback probably. 25-26. Yeah. That's that's where I've got. And that's ideal. I think you said 25-27, not 23 25. That's right. 25-27? Around 25, dude. Yeah, 25 is what I came up with in my mock class. I think if everything goes right, that's what you'll sign. And, look, that's not knowing what Ryan Williams is going to do. You know, does he reclassify? That's not knowing, you know, Rustin Young, how that situation, you know, shakes itself out because I think he's a February guy you'll chase. And then what mm-hmm. does the portal bear? Does the does what comes into the portal change their mind on what they would take in February? Right. Right. Big Bowie's football, foosball. Do we really need a transfer quarterback to take up a roster spot next year with what Thorne has shown back half of the season? Yes. Yes. I was going to say, I don't see. You're going to have to. Zach said, all right, that's cool. <laughs> next. It's yeah. about it's, it's about the room, right? It, it's about raising that, the floor at least. Yeah. yeah. Is that room where you need it to be? If an injury happens, right? Peyton Thorne comes back, he's a starter. What happens if an injury happens? Yeah, Do you exactly. feel comfortable with what's behind him? Gardner the historian. Riddick, DeMarcus Riddick, Jamonte Waller, and Joseph Phillips combined for over under five sacks next fall. Bet. I'll take that. Over. As long as Ron Roberts is the D coordinator, I say yes. Yeah, because you got to have somebody that's going to play behind McLeod next year. Like you don't have any depth beyond Sting. It's not Sting. Sings. This oh week. yeah, and they they might all come from Waller. There's a yeah. very high chance of that. I, somebody asked about the two deep. I think he's in the two deep. Oh yeah, I forgot we didn't finish that question. Well, I I don't think a whole lot of them will, will be, but I do think he will be. Yeah, I mean, uh, who else? Besides, it's easy to say the, the wide linebacker receivers. probably. You know, Joe yeah. Phillips maybe is the guy. I don't know. All three of those guys probably need a minute think, to get yeah, going. I think they need some seasoning. And you got – I mean, all right, so Keys is probably coming back. Yeah. Asante is probably coming back. Those two, yeah. What happens with Wesley Steiner? Does he come back for his senior year? Yeah. Um, and then Cam Riley. And then do you pick up anybody from the portal? So those guys, I don't see them necessarily in the two deep. I think they'll get on the field at special teams, but I'm with you, Jeffrey. It's the wide receivers and the pass rush. Those are the two spots where I see guys contributing. And then, obviously, from your junior college signee, we we definitely think he's going to be. Yeah. By the way, and and I'll have an article on this. I'm working on this. Did y'all see Bobby Travis in the game against Arkansas? Yeah, I did. Made his first appearance. Had a really nice pressure on the quarterback, actually. 
Where was he lined up, Cole? Was he at nose guard all the way? I saw that, and I, I was like, I thought he was like a three tech a or three. four, but they're playing him at the at the nose. I think he's their quick nose option. Okay. This is our pass rush option because he really looked nice. He got a little spin move in there. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Who was that guy? Ninety seven. I forgot about him. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, let's see. Ghostface three three four. Do you see the staff bring in a veteran corner from the portal to play opposite of Kane Lee? I'm with Cole. Yes, I do. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. Uh, Sixteen. Edie Tiger. Will Braden Jacobs be the top OT target for the 2025 class? I don't think so either. I think it's going to be that dude down in uh, Viger. Yeah, he's number one. Now, was he a is he a major target for us? Sure, absolutely. Is he Smith? Target? Yes, absolutely. All top targets, but that kid that, uh, who's committed to Georgia, I can't think of his name. Micah right Debose. That's what I said. Is, uh, <laughs> is, uh, I'm old. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he was going to be there. Uh, let's see, uh, Helena Tiger. Is there anyone committed to Auburn other than Martavius Collins that you don't see signing with Auburn? That's a good question. No. no. Yeah. I, I think they really love all these kids. I think all these kids are in right now. I mean, yeah, it could happen. You know, people get desperate. It's NIL time. Who knows? You know what I mean? But right now, I, I feel good about it. Yeah, I don't see any other mutual parting of ways on the horizon. These guys looked at the senior film. There was a purge about three weeks ago. Yeah. You know, there was a cleansing of the class about three weeks ago after looking at video and looking at needs and who might yeah. or might not come back. And decisions were made. I think that was the first and maybe last round of cuts. Yeah. Cuts. And at this point, if somebody besides him leaves, uh, it's probably not something that Auburn wants to happen. Right. I agree. It's a Juice Solomon deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jackson Daniel underscore. Don't forget the underscore. Any news on Amir, Zaquan, and LJ? Could you rank one to three most likely to flip? All right. We talked a little bit about each before, but let's rank them most likely to flip. I like that game. Amir Jackson's committed to Florida. Zaquan Patterson to Miami. LJ to Florida. Mm. Uh, rank most likely to flip of those three, I would say, is... I go LJ. I go I'll, I'll start at number three and say Zaquan. Yeah. I was thinking Amir. <laughs> oh, really? And that just shows you how difficult those three are going to be. I yeah. think there's a big difference between one and two, three. Like, I, I think LJ is a real possibility to flip. I don't really see the other two as possibilities to flip, if I'm being honest. Mm. Yeah, tight end is interesting. I mean, it depends on how that plays out. I, I don't think see, they get to Amir. I just don't see a Roger, um, Salia Ponga. I don't see him being the guy that they get. I just Me don't. neither. No. So I, that leaves you with three, if that's the case. What happens with the other two? Kylan Fox, I've gotten, you know, mixed things on him. I don't, I don't know what to think there. Process of elimination brings you down to Amir Jackson and Michael Smith. Now, Kylan Fox could happen very well, but. Sure. You see what I'm saying? I, I don't know how hard they're going to push for Amir Jackson. And I think if they do, they, they're going to have a shot. I would agree with that. I think you're also going to have a real shot with Michael Smith, given yep. what's going on at South Carolina right now. He's a mystery, too, because I haven't seen him in person. I haven't seen him at Auburn, so it's weird. I, I don't know what to think on that one yet. Michael Smith. Mm-mm-mm. Well, let's see. Big Baller 23, uh, don't like to speculate, but if a coaching change was made in December, where might we see it and how would it affect the current commitments? I don't see a coaching change. Oh, he's talking about like a position coach. I'm not going to speculate on that. I, I I made a post on the board saying It I wouldn't affect it. Yeah, I don't think it would affect it, but I'm not going to speculate on anybody leaving the staff. Bonus? Ooh, this is a good one. Trash Panda wants to know. Favorites? Thanksgiving side. Dude, next week's Thanksgiving. We'll have sure to is. figure out what we're doing. Mm. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a done deal, son. Dressing. Ooh, what kind of dressing, though? Shit, cornbread, son. I know I know that dressing's a side. It is a side. Uh, I, I just, my mind didn't go to dressing. I love dressing. I'll eat that when it's not Thanksgiving. Especially at Red's little schoolhouse when they got it sitting out there. Ooh. I'll tear it up, son. They got good dressing? Oh, I bet you're a sweet potato casserole guy, if I'm guessing. You know, I'm not, actually. Are you not? I actually don't like sweet potato casserole. Anymore. I hear you. Okay. What's, what's your side, then? Uh, squash casserole all day. It's my favorite. Are you serious? Yes, sir. I love it. I tell you what, and, and that, my, that bonus, counts, right? my bonus would counts. be uh, pear salad. See, pear I like, salad? I like, I like pear salad. salad. Yeah. 
I know that that old JG used to get freaked out at the mayonnaise. And the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like um uh what else? I don't like cranberry at all. No, I mean either. Hate that. Green bean casserole, man. Green bean casserole, I can eat it all day. I'm I'm. Eh. You love it. Yeah, I love, I love it. it, and I love mashed potatoes and gravy. Zach Maybe. said mac and cheese is is goaded. Bro, is Thanksgiving? Zach, we got to talk about your options. I mean, that's every Sunday for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you talking about the like the Easy Mac or actual real homemade mac and cheese? <laughs> Kraft mac and cheese, big dog stick it in the cup. <laughs> you know Zach's single? Literally. He is. He, he Zach's talking about homemade. He had to clarify that. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Um, what is the other kind of dressing is it besides cornbread? Um, they got that stuffing. I don't, I oh, don't hell know. no. No, you, you got the cornbread stuffing. You got the crumble top. You got, um, I'm trying to think, the rice oh. stuffing. You got De- the- deviled eggs. What about deviled eggs? <laughs> yes, please. I'll take four. Damn. <laughs> And I'll sleep, I'll sleep alone. I'll sleep alone after that, you know. I'm never not a. <laughs> Go ahead and put on that Detroit Lions game and let me take a nap, baby. Are you a devil egg guy, Jayhead? Do what? Are you a devil egg guy? I am not. I, 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 I saw that face. Wow. You know, my oh, do you dad, like the little paprika sprinkled on the top? Yes, I, I like to look at it. I don't even know yeah. if I like the taste. I just like oh, to see it yeah, there. Yeah. I'm the same way with black pepper. I don't know if it changes. I just, oh, yeah. I got to see it on my yeah. food. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's oh, true. Yeah. Let me ask you all this while we're on this topic. Um, I married into a family that is all about Thanksgiving and gets after it, right? Sure. Have you ever heard of just putting, I'm talking about a massive plate of just white onion just cut up, and you just throw it in there with whatever you're eating, like dressing. I got to tell you, I love it. My dad. I'll be breathing fire after, but I love it. Now, he love don't have it. the whole plate, but he'll put an onion, and he'll he'll pick up the – he'll have a slice, like a lemon slice. It looks yes. like it's an onion. <laughs> yeah. I love the taste of onion. I do, man. Raw purple onion. Love it. Mm, yes. Hey. I'm, a, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I, I like yeah. onions. I have – probably 10 years ago I didn't, but, man, I love them now. I can't yeah. have a burger or anything without an onion. Oh, yeah. Have an onion. Salad, burger. Are y'all a ham or turkey? Turkey. Turkey. Well, I like ham, but I, it's turkey for Thanksgiving. But then I'm gonna go back for my piece of ham after the fact. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We we have them both. Yeah, we have them both. Right. I'm gonna put a turkey on the smoker. You like there. mustard on your turkey? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I like turkey. I like giblet gravy on mine. Oh my goodness. Hell yeah. Give me some giblet gravy on my turkey and on my dressing, son. That's right. Now give me a, give me a little roll too. Yeah, now are we talking <laughs> fried turkey? Are we talking smoked oh, turkey? Roasted? I, I'm smoking one this year. I love it that way. Yes. Uh, typically baked, baked, but I think my dad's deep fried. Okay. One. That's the best. I mean, yeah, I just deep fried three today. Oh goodness. Yeah, we had a little work event. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, we got so many uh, hibachis from last week because we. I just canceled the show, not really, but before we do, man, I had we had the, uh, an inbox. T Phillips one double oh seven was not going to be able to uh, get to the questions from the quarter oh. post today, so he wanted to know he's out in Arkansas scouting for over the weekend of uh, duck season, believe it or not. Uh, so let's see here. Can you guys talk about how it would conceivably work with taking the three five star wide receivers? So how would it conceivably work if you've got Ryan Williams, Perry Thompson, and Cam Coleman? Uh, Y'all know more about it than I do. You'd start mm-hmm. throwing the ball a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what would happen. <laughs> a heck of a lot more. Would they be on the field at the same time? Yes. Hell yes. They all play different spots, right? Yeah. It, they all play different. Ryan can play. Yeah, he Ryan can play on the outside. Ryan can play slot. Ryan can mm-hmm. play. And look, I've heard Zach say this before when we've done the call-in show, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. The slot wide receiver is the cheat code in college football right now. Mm. You look, you can lie. That is the ultimate mismatch to get a slot on a linebacker or safety. Ryan Williams on a safety is a mismatch all day long. And to have two big-bodied physical guys in Hugh Freeze's offense where you know he loves to throw those one-on-ones, I mean, it would, be, it would take them a while to get up to speed because obviously they're playing a different level of competition. But my God, man! I mean, and I, know, and I know what you're thinking. Why not just put another DB on the field so he can, you know, cover that guy? Well, the problem with that is then you have a very susceptible box to the run. 
Yes. And that's why it's it's very difficult. <laughs> with two big body guys on the outside, if you lighten the box like that, you're playing with a true six and you're getting a hat on a hat, Jarquez Hunter is going to eat, son. That's right. Can you imagine being a D.C. looking over and having to come up with a scheme to combat Jarquez Hunter, Perry Thompson, Cam Coleman, Ryan Williams, Ronaldo yeah, uh, Fairweather? Yeah. When Sark had that deal at Alabama a couple of years back, that's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. Deontay Smith and Waddle and yeah. God, man, was. the embarrassment of riches they had on it, that. It, somebody's going to be open. Yeah, him rugs. I mean, there, there's a reason that Tua Tonga-Valoga was able to throw it for, you know, 5,000 yards, dude. Uh, let's see here. All right, let's get to uh, some how about you's. Mm-hmm. Uh, J-Head, you've got uh, – Let me co- come back to me, Cole. You go ahead. Let me pull mine up. All right. Yeah, I can't remember the number I have, but I got a list. Okay. Um, that's not quite in order. Crawl Dad Man. All right. How about this you, one, um, The Real Stanzy. The real stance. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Um, this one's interesting, but because when he first started, I was like, hmm, not sure about this guy. But lately, he's been really funny to me. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but Gorgeous Borges has been funny to me. He has turned the page, hasn't he? Yep. Reminds me a lot of TaylorMade a year ago. TaylorMade's a, t- a totally different person now that Brian Harson's not the head coach at Auburn. Well, give TaylorMade credit for. Calling a spade a spade early. He definitely did. So, so give me a how about you for TaylorMade. Okay. And Have then, we seen him lately? Yeah. He always posts. He's in and out. Okay. Calm down. Be rational, guys. You know what I mean? Like, voice of reason on the board right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then my last one's Elator. Good one. Elator. I got one this week. It is Cruton Finga. <laughs> you want to spell that in there, <laughs> C R O O T I N. C R O O T I N. Yeah. F A N G E R. Fanga. Can you say that all together one more time? Cruton Fanga. Fanga. Lord have mercy. All right. Let's see here. How about you? I'll leave from last week. If y'all remember, I had a fantastic and uh, quite eventful week of cornering. Yes. Uh, How about you to uh, Chase B? Yes. Who led the charge? Chase B. How about you, big dog? And uh, Mace Hemdu was right there with him. So how about you to Mace Hemdu? Although he is on a forty-eight hour hiatus because mm. he, da- I dared him to say something political, and he did. The old penalty box got to go. Telling you, big dog, I ain't messing around. How about you to Harley Tiger? How about you to Luke A. U. How about you to T. One. T. E. H. One. You think you misspelled the? When he yeah. Did that. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I ain't letting him off the hook. He was like, just uh, roll with it. Just yeah. roll with it. Uh, how about you to bake Ram? Oh, how yeah. about you to bring the rain? Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I, he was he he's been uh hit or miss lately. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh how about you to y'all tripping? Cole's favorite. Yeah, I like y'all tripping. <laughs> how about you to Albie's balls? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. How about you to to the CHF Coach Hugh Freeze? <clears throat> Welcome yeah, Coach Hugh Freeze to the board. How about you to War seventy seven Eagle? How about you to Hammy J? How about you to your mom? <laughs> I saw that one the other day. That's great. Oh That's my goodness. <clears throat> How about you to WDE Alum two thousand one? How about you to Mac? M twenty five. How about you to Brian ninety four fifty one? Fantastic poster. How about you to Auburn underscore Cheddar Biscuit? How about you, Big Dog? How about you to J- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him. He's back. He's 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 making the rounds. How about you to J Tate eighty one? Not to be confused with my buddy J G Tate. There you go. <laughs> and uh, how about you to Coach Strickland and Coach Drew at East Sanford School? There you go. Who uh, Brooks uh, informed me that they're uh, fans of the show. Hey, I like, it. I like it. All right, Coach Strickland. So, uh, how about you, to all you uh, folks, man? Please look at what Zach wrote in the private chat. Y'all <laughs> 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 see that uh, folks think, think I'm Frederick ninety? Yeah, they think it's your buddy. yeah. They do. <laughs> they think it's, it's your Trudy Donovan account. 
I've heard a lot of different things. Is it Keith Niebuhr? Is it? <laughs> it's crazy, man. That whole thing. Yeah. Oh, all right, man. We're gonna cut it off there. Fantastic show. I knew it would be. We appreciate all the questions. And uh, man, if you haven't already, go Auburn Live on three. It's going to be heating up even more, folks. Go uh, go get your subscription right now for one dollar for your first month. Give us a try. You will not be disappointed. And uh, don't forget to go uh, to HelloFresh dot com slash Auburn Live free to get your free breakfast for life as long as your subscription is active. We're gonna be back uh Sunday night. We'll talk about Auburn's big win over New Mexico State, maybe. Yeah. And uh we'll we'll be taking calls from everybody. I'm sure we'll be having some recruiting news. It's gonna keep getting better and better. Uh so anyways, all right, that's gonna do it folks. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. We do appreciate y'all, man. Absolutely. For Jay Head, for Cole, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Man, y'all stay out of that left lane.